Ladies and gents, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the Basement Friday podcast, your favorite dream team. <laughs> here to always come up with a good scheme. Everybody's always over here getting that cream. It's yours truly, Mr. Funkadelic Jones, back in the house, on the ones and twos. My man over here got Mary J stretched on the floor. We're going to figure out why. But, you know, you know, I'm going to let him introduce himself because the man needs no introduction. Talk um, to the people, brother. I'm I'm trying not to laugh, right? I get into the background later. I'm gonna do the introduction, but I'm gonna get into the background later. It's your boy Aaron Fornicetti and Mary J. Blige, you know, doing the tag team thing back again with another episode of Basement Friday. Make sure you check us out on all streaming services. Not only that, but you also come see our faces, you know, live in living color on YouTube. You know the red button where you can like, share, subscribe. That, that's the one. That's the one. Also, shout out to Anchor, you know, who is our platform. We're able to get out to you guys. And also, shout out to Zimbabwe. I don't know how you guys are out in Zimbabwe. Listen to us, but shout out to you guys. It, I think it's fascinating because, like, every once in a while, we just get a new country that listens to us. Shout out to everybody listening to us all over the world. If Aaron don't want to say it, I'm going to say it. We getting that international money. <laughs> we getting that international money. We getting that international money. Zimbabwe. Shout all out to all my Zimbabweans. We got money just coming in. <laughs> Zimbabwe. Just throw it in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, if y'all out in Zimbabwe, man, make us some threads, you know. You know, send us some threads. Hey, send us some threads. I, you know, we definitely pay for it on a company account. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Taxes, man. Taxes. All right, so we're going to get started with our five-minute rant. What you got for us? Man, you know what's crazy, brother? It's been a good week. I ain't going to lie to you. It's been a good, it's been a good week. Can't <laughs> complain. It's just another, you know, it's just another day. Working, grinding, you know, like when so many blessings happen at one time, it's like that, like it feel good when blessings happen. Like prime example, y'all. Number one, biggest blessing ever. So Monday, I hit up my car note people. They said I ain't got to pay my car note for the next till, till June. I mean, I got like what, three and a half months of car note free. Your boy pick his payments on time. There you go. I make my payments on time. On time when the grind. You did what Always on time. Gave you my baby be mine. Always there when you call. Shout out to Ashanti, you know. Shout out to Ashanti. Shanti thick, boy, I tell you. Thicker than grits out here. <laughs> hey, what that what that inmate say? Thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. Thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. <laughs> you like they like, <laughs> Nah. What man. you got? What, what, what you got, brother? Talk to him, man. Gotta give him good ghetto gospel today, brother. Talk to him. What's happening, brother? What's happening? Hey man, I'm I'm gonna tell you like this. Do I really got something? You know, been out here tax season kicking my butt. I'm going to tell you like this. It's crazy. You know? Still waiting for my forms. All you people know, uh, taxis has just begun. 
you know, so make sure you do your taxes, you know, make sure you get all your paperwork done. But uh, aside from tax season, you know, the weather, you know, we got some 60 days. Bipolar. You Don't know? trust it. We, we got some 60 days coming in, you know, a couple 20s, 60 days coming in. So I'm just looking forward to the spring, man. Finally, because last year, I don't know what happened, but we was ready for the warm weather. It just went from cold to hot. I needed to have a fair balance. So, you know, sweatsuit season, tracksuit season, all of that. I feel you. I dig it. Yo, let's say taxes. I already paid my taxes. I ain't getting no money back. <laughs> it, said, it said I was getting money back, but uh, due to them student loans that uh, still hang on my clock, my head for the next, I don't know how many years, but they can have it. <laughs> they can have it. It ain't going to stop me, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm still going to shine, grind, and relax and unwind. That's what I'm going to do. Amen. Make sure y'all get to attack, though, you know, because over here, ladies and gents, you know, we both are we self-made now. So, you know, we we go out and make our own money. You know, when, you make, when you're self-made and you make your own money, you got to pay more taxes. Do your like, taxes. You, de- you, you definitely got to pay more taxes. Like, don't think all that money you're making is easy, but you're going to have to pay some more taxes. So, you know, get a pen, get a pad, get a calculator, break out the Excel. You might need some tissue because you might cry looking at the numbers. But make sure you do your taxes on time. You don't want to get audited. No Wesley Snipes energy, all right? No Wesley Snipes. But we're going to get into our first episode. And man, Mary Mary still laid out. She sleep. You know, she had a hard performance. She was joined by some of the hard hitters in hip-hop. It was Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Dr. Dre, Kendrick Lamar. Oh, man, what a lineup. 50 Cent, let's not forget, you know, he was out here getting memed out. I don't know what happened to 50, bro. 50 looked like this man. I don't know if he's been working out or he's just been eating out. I don't, I don't know. Like, Slim walked up there, just woman club. I was like, I was like, that was like, damn, 50, what happened? But when um, you watch him on power, he don't look like that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, when you watch him on power, well, maybe, well, maybe power is kind of an old show, even though it just went off like probably two years ago. But it's like, damn, 50 just like, 50 look like this. Like, like 50 just been living in the gym. It's just like, it's like, damn, what the? So, yeah, we definitely seen the memes of 50 Cent, though, the, from the In The Club video when he was hanging off the rails. You know, 50, like, 50 probably laughing at John, though. He probably having a field day. Let's not let's not forget uh, Aaron boy Kanye watching the Super Bowl with a mask on. <laughs> watching through holes and whatnot. Like, let's not forget that, though. I don't know how, how he's going to do that, man. I think I need all the sight I can see. I mean, you paying like thousands and thousands of dollars, maybe six figures for the seats, just to look through some holes. But, hey. And and let's not forget, the man of the hour was there right beside him, the dude that just got kicked off the team, my man Antonio Brown, living his best life. Living off that that fashion over for men money because every time a fashion over for men commercial show up, he the first one you, that pop up. So, and my man living his best life though. I'm just saying, like he looking like he just like he don't even look like he want a job. No more. He just like man, forget the NFL. I'm gonna keep showing him to the games though. But forget the NFL. I'm like, 
damn, okay. <laughs> it's like, okay. Shoot, they two peas in the same pod, so. Watch. Nah, but what you think about the performance, though? I think the performance was hot, though. I ain't gonna lie. Like, you know, you first of all, you got the legendary Dr. Dre out there looking like a milk dead, but <laughs> <laughs> But like I said, you got you got uh, Dr. Dre out there doing his thing. Like Silk Sonic made a, 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 a special performance. They was playing beside him, though. Uh, Snoop Dogg was out there. The only gangster I know, the only dude at, at the Super Bowl form was out there, Crip Walking. I was like, oh, this man, gangsterism or Crip Walking? But, you know, I mean, they played they play some big classes, though. You know, Snoop had his, his L.A. Rams colors on, so... And then of course you got Mary, Mary doing what she do best. Her background dance is trying to keep up with her. You know what I'm saying? So, and of course, Kenny Lamar, like with them, them dudes with the 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 tan hair, like yo, that, that performance was kind of hard though. I ain't gonna, I'm not even gonna lie to you. It was pretty hard though. It definitely was pretty hard. But overall, like the halftime show was it was it was booming. Like nobody seen Eminem in, in God knows how long. Cause ever since he was going on them rants and stuff like that, but He's glad to see Eminem back on the show. So I think the performance was pretty hot, though. I think it was pretty fire. Y'all see, they had low riders and dudes with khakis on. And I said, yo, this is West Coast, L.A., Compton, South Central at its finest. It's like, what in the world is going on here? But it was hard, though. I give it to him, though. I think, like, it's a big change because, you know, in the situation, uh. A couple years before, you know, it's the first time like people were on stage, right? Mm-hmm. Since the pandemic happened. And you look at how they made it happen, like you said, with low riders and the it looked like a dollhouse, right? I'm just being honest. It looked like a dollhouse. But you know, you had 50 Cent out there. I thought it was some kind of contraption. No, he really went out there, you know, poured himself up. Go. Go shorty. And then when he got into his lyrics, got himself back down. I was like, wait a minute. This man really been in the gym. You saw how easy he lifted himself. Right. But the performance was, you know, overall amazing. I just want to know, how long were them people sitting in the boxes for Kendrick? Because <laughs> this man had people in U-Haul boxes waiting for their cue. <laughs> They're like, come on, uh- man. Daniel Jones, the Kendrick turn yet? Nah, but my knees hurt me. <laughs> my knees hurt me. Oh, man. But honestly, like, to see the Super Bowl like this with so many, like, legends in the game, it's kind of it was kind of amazing because most of the time when it comes to Super Bowl, we don't get too many rap performances, though. Yeah. We don't get too much hip-hop at the, at the Super Bowl. We mostly get a lot of, like, rock groups, uh, pop stars, so to see hip hop grace the stage is like it was amazing. It's a great feeling to see because it means we're represented. Like sometimes, yo, we be tired of seeing like the 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 Katy Perry's of the world and the, the Taylor Swifts, and sometimes we'll get like you know we like we might get Beyonce every now and then, but you know that was that one time. But other than that, it's like we don't really get too much hip hop represented. We mostly just get a lot of pop. A lot of like a lot of rock groups, like they be they be sometimes be overselling. Like yes, Aerosmith will be performing. It's just like unless you are a diehard Aerosmith fan, it's like Aerosmith at halftime is like okay. 
They be trying to find them old groups, talking like Buzz, like, like Bon Jovi is performing. Everybody like Bon Jovi, though. <laughs> bon Jovi is performing. That'd be the halftime performance I don't want to watch. I'd be like, I'd be like, because I ain't the biggest Bon Jovi fan besides listening to Living on a Prayer. I mean, what else do I know about Bon Jovi? Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you like this, man. I just think, like, it was a nice change, a nice switch up. And, of course, you had some of the other people, you know, who say, oh, like, where's the real music, da-da-da. We don't care about that. Hip-hop is universal because you got all them people who say, oh, this ain't real music. But you see the fans that were at home, not only in the stadium, but at home. You had old ladies grooving and dancing. You had kids dancing to Snoop and bopping their heads. They don't even know what's going on. They just know the beat, the rhythm. So that shows you what Ice-T said in a tweet. Hip-hop is universal. You know, hip-hop you know, transcends all music. So there you go. You know, we got one for everybody. Hip hop's for everybody. I mean, like people, like I don't get why people think like hip hop ain't, hip hop is always gonna be hip hop, is always gonna be universal because at the end of the day, like, yeah, hip hop is in the States, but when you go overseas, like these international countries, they love hip hop. They love it. You know what I'm saying? like. I know this is one group that I always talk about because I'm not a big fan of them, but you look at people like the, the Black Eyed Peas. Not too many people in the States listen to the Black Eyed Peas. But overseas, well, them people, they are superstars. Yeah. You, you got people like Flo Rida. Flo Rida ain't don't get played in the hood, but you go to them white college parties, they love Flo Rida. <laughs> they love him. He don't get no play in the hood, but hey, they love them with them white parties, so hey, it's, it's universal, man. Everybody love hip hop. I tell you like that. You you just gotta find your audience, man. That that's definitely true. You got people who are like stars, and you're like, how are they able to manage? You know, being a musician, their fan base in Japan, keeping the bills paid. So right. all about you know catering to your fans. That's what it's all about. Man, but we got to talk about the game itself, you know. During the first quarter, right, first, second quarter, it, it, it was a strong showing, you know. First touchdown for the Rams, you know, my boy Odell, you know, making the moves. He made the first move, and then that's when uh, we had our Cleveland uh, Cincinnati boys coming back. And, you know, they were making noise. We, I thought they had a chance. You know, going into the second quarter, going into halftime, I was like, all right, they came to play. Now, overall about the game, first of all, it's a lot of things that I want to get off my chest. I'm kind of upset that I wanted Joe Burrow to win. I wanted Cincinnati, the underdogs, to win. But he came up short. So, you know, nothing about that. Um, I'm actually happy because the Rams got a lot of players that's long overdue for championship rings. Yeah. Odell one of them. Aaron Donald is another one. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget the incomparable Matthew Stafford. After getting beat up in Detroit for about 12 years, you deserve it, brother. You deserve it for real. But the one thing I can say about the game, and this has been a problem for Cincinnati all year, 
his offensive line is trash. Their offensive line is garbage. So it ain't like Joe can't do so much but running and scrambling around. But when you got people like when you got people like Aaron Donald coming out of you, and then you got legends like Vaughn Miller coming out of you, like that's all you gotta do is apply pressure because they, they don't got no offensive line. So I I, I give value effort for Joe because he tried to make he tried to make things happen. So, you know, but and one thing you can definitely say with this being his first Super Bowl, he ain't he ain't freeze up on the big stage. He just he was he did what he could do and it just it it, it came up short. But hey, you did what you can do and that's all anybody can ask for. There's always next year to look forward to. Definitely. Don't but don't you say that it was kind of like this. We it's like, yeah, you know, the Bengals lost, but like you said. It wasn't towards the end. I was like, you know what? I'm all right. I'm all right. 23-20. It was a good game. Good showing. A lot of people, like you said, Aaron Donald, you know, got a ring. OBJ finally got a right. ring. And I think uh, his girlfriend, right, was there. She pregnant. She could have been delivering any minute. That that was That's a story right there. So it was a wide receiver on the Rams. Uh, his last name, Jefferson. I can't remember his first name. My man just won a ring, and my man, soon as the game was over, my man jet to the hospital because the girl was in labor. My man jet to the hospital. That's how you know that's real. Like, my man, like, didn't even stay for the celebration. My man was like, I right, hold my ring. I don't know how far the hospital was, mm-hmm. but my man just took off. So that's how you know. Like, it ain't, it wasn't a. Phone call, like, hey, babe, how you doing? Nah, he literally was just like, hey, coach, my lady in labor, don't. Straight to the hospital, though. So, but it's, it's, it's cool. It's cool to see the L.A. Rams finally get a ring, too, because the L.A. Rams has been one of them teams that's, like, they've been building. They've been, like, just throwing players in for years. And it's, like, most of the time it always crashed and burned somewhere. Like LA Rams, like, oh, well, they, they there's this super team. They got all these superstars, and then come playoffs or something, they crash and burn. You know, but when you got dudes like Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller and OBJ and Jalen Ramsey, it's like you got stars everywhere. So it's like this is a team that's built to win a Super Bowl. You know, they already talk about the Rams are, are a bigger star team than the Lakers right now at this moment. Uh, like I don't know about that, but <laughs> I guess even though even though the Lakers is kind of bad, but uh, Lakers got too much star power to for y'all to just one championship and like scoop them out of the way. That, again, that's like saying the Clippers. If the Clippers ever win an NBA championship, they're not going to dethrone the Lakers. A lot of it's going to take a while to dethrone the Lakers. It's going to take a minute, but. I, they say like they the question is like is the Rams a hotter destination than going to the Lakers? I don't know. I don't know, but I I'll tell you like this, man. I just think that's super cool because it's like you can always you know come back to the Super Bowl, but right. as far as seeing the birth of your child, that's something you can't miss. Because yeah, you can have other children, but. This kid right here, that's a special moment, you know, seeing your kid born. So 
you could kiss your trophies later. They always have celebrations later. Oh, Tom Brady knows about celebrations. So you can always have your celebrations later. But that moment with your kid, you can't beat it. So at the end of the day, I'm happy they won, you know. Wasn't it Aaron Donald who got the final stop? Yeah. Yeah. Got the, got the final stop. Yeah. And see, the thing about it, what made the Super Bowl even more special, that the Rams won it in front of their home fans in their own stadiums, that they get to play at every home game. They won mm -hmm. it in front of their own fans. That's a blessing. That's amazing. To win it in front of, even though in, the, even though in that crowd it was mixed, you know, there were people from the Bengals, people from the Rams, but to really be in your state, because, again, Tom Brady did it last year because the Super Bowl was in Tampa Bay, but this year it was in, it was in SoFi Stadium, which is shared by the Rams and the Chargers. But to win it in front of your home fans, that's amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it gets no better than that. That's like saying if ever the Washington Commanders, <laughs> if the Washington hey. Commanders ever win the Super Bowl at FedEx Field, I ain't going to lie to you. I don't even think the Super Bowl would ever, ever, ever come to FedEx Field. Nah. Because if it do, that's going to be a mess as is. But that's like saying, that's like just saying any team that goes to the Super Bowl and win it in front of their home fans and their, at their stadium, that's even a more better feeling. It gets no better than that. Now, I'll tell you like this. If we could get another certain team from Los Angeles to get to the Super Bowl, then I think we'd be getting somewhere. I think we'd be getting somewhere. You know, bowl up, you know, that's what I'm well, saying. To existence, because I think the Super Bowl in 2024 is coming to Vegas. And guess who's going to be in the Super Bowl? Uh -huh. The Raiders. It's, it's going to be the Raiders <laughs> versus the Chargers. <laughs> well, actually, that can't happen because we, we both in the AFC. So we would have to play each other to get to the Super Bowl. Nah. We, we both can't play each other in the Super Bowl. We can play each other. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to move, right, temporarily, just so we can beat our rivals. <laughs> ah. The uh, presidents. All right. All right. That's cool. That's cool. We're going to see. We're going we're gonna to talk to people upstairs to see make that happen, though. No, nah, we, we'll talk to the commissioners. But, yeah, good sports season, good things all around. Now, we're going to talk about sports. You know, we got the Winter Olympics happening right now in China. Shout out to China, you know. And it's been some controversy. Matter of fact, I'm going to let you take away. Take it away. So, my girl Shakari Richardson is back. <laughs> and this time, I actually agree with her. Because the, the Russian skater, I forgot what her name was, like Camilla. Yeah. I, I, forgot, I forgot about his Camilla. We're gonna just go like that. So Camilla was allowed to skate, but you know, she be on, she be doing a little dope, you know, she be she be using, you know. And you know, and Shakari Richardson was kind of throwing, she kind of was like pointing out, was like, y'all got me, but y'all let her go. I ain't gonna lie to you. First things first, I agree with you, Shakari. Like, it is kind of unexcusable how like they got you. But they ain't get hurt. But also, I'm going to just point it out before I kick the urn is this. Here's what the problem is. 
that's always a determining factor. Is it all? Is it right? No, but that skin color, that skin that's color. It. When, like I said, when you black, they don't let nothing excuse. White people, they look over everything. They just be like, eh, it's not that bad. But the fact that you black, they give me that job is like, oh no, like, you do, you smoke weed, you sell dope. Oh no, we're locking you up ASAP. White people, they just be like, eh, it's for medicinal reasons. Eh, it's just, she was just, she was just experimenting. They try to find every excuse in the book. So honestly, Shakari, I know when you had your incident. I was going hard at you because, yeah, it was no excuse. Yes, I understand the situation at the time, but it was still no excuse. But with this situation, you calling it out, I actually agree with you. Because it is not right how you got popped with something and she's a, and they still let her skate. I think she lost, but ain't the point. She still was able to compete when they let you, when they was just like, you, nah. They was like, nope. So... I don't know, man. We're gonna we're gonna take it to my man Aaron and let him speak the good the good word, the good ghetto gospel in this one. I know there are people out on social media who are saying, okay, uh, when Shikari did it, right? This is when she was active, like she was in the middle of competition, and you had the Camilla girl. She already performed. Then they found out. At the end of the day, it does not matter. She's still in the Olympics. Right. The Olympics are the Olympics. It doesn't matter if you went on and then five minutes later, they found out you you doing dope, you know, you caught in a doping situation. That means you can not perform again. That means you cannot go out there again. And the letter out there, I agree with Shikari. That's not right. Because in this instance, it would have been like, all right, Shikari, you can't run this race, but you can run this race. That will be fine. You know, that would have been fine because at least she could still run. Whereas, all right, you're not running at all. Where her, she's like, oh, you can still skate. But you know, different rules from di for different hues, if you know what I mean. But see, now it's it's crazy how like if they found it after she already performed, that means that they let it slide because they already knew. Because again, you gotta get tested before you gotta perform. So it's not like she she had it in her bag, she she passed the test, and then after she finished, she was doping up. No, it was already in her system. They just let it slide. They were just like, all right, we're going to excuse this one. We're going to excuse it. No, it was already like she's been doing it, and they caught it, and they just let her slide. But for Shikari, they was already on her ass with the quickness. They were just like, eh. They was like, nah, it's in your system. Nope, you got to go. So it's, again, like he said, you know, said so different strokes for different folks, but you know, when you black, they be on us with the quickness. We don't be getting no passes, no cut cards. Hey man, it, it doesn't make sense, but I know that in the future we got 2024 coming up. And like we said with Shakari, you know, uh Biden in, she should have an act together, she should be able to run, and hey, you know, it takes a while to be a star. So maybe that's her year, 2024, the year of Shikari Richardson. She didn't do it in, you know, 2021, but she got three years to train, three years to get back on the grind and, you know, show the world what she made of. I never, I'm never doubting nobody's skills. All I'm going to say is, while you sit back waiting for three years, you don't, you do know three years, you training, you're getting older. 
you got cats that's younger. Yeah. And more hungry. Hungry and faster. Got some cheetahs. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to have to do a lot more training. You're going to have to do a lot more. So, but blessings. Hopefully she get her shot, though. You feel what I'm saying? That's all I can say about that, though. Definitely, man. That's We ruined for her. But as far as this situation goes, we're going to switch the topic. Our boy, Jay-Z, Jigga, wants to start a law that says that prosecutors in a court of law cannot use rap li- rappers' lyrics against them. Now, a lot of people on social media are rooting for this. They're like, yeah, this is bad. You know, that's why Bobby Smurda went to jail and this, that, and the third. And now you have the other side of the social media suddenly coming out and saying, wait a minute, I took some time to think. And I don't think this is the right move. So, of course, we want to get the opinions. Funkadelic, what you got? What's your opinion on this? I'm going to have to disagree with Jay-Z on this one because you're telling them like they can't use rap lyrics in a song to get prosecuted. Yeah. One thing about rap songs, one thing about certain rappers is they, it's not even rappers, it's just songs. It's like songs of the Black culture in general. Most of the time, they snitch on themselves in the songs. Everybody remember the Rick Ross joke, drop champagne or mileage, you don't even know it. It's like, they might was reading into it, but it's almost like, yo, you snitched on yourself. You know what I'm saying? You snitched on, even if you didn't do it, you snitched on yourself. So when y'all, so when rappers writing songs about like they gunning somebody down, you snitching on yourself. So, of course, a, of course a, a prosecutor is going to look at it and just be like, hey, and they get their glasses, like, end quote, you said I gunned him down, shot him three times. Like, they will read your lines word from word, and you just be like, nah, I was just I was just making up some stuff. And then, the, and then my final piece before I give the urn is just like, you can't say, like, prosecutors shouldn't use this against you, but prime example, y'all be on social media holding guns. Y'all be in camera, y'all be in the camera, guns all flashing in front of the camera. You can't get mad because they using something against you that you're already doing to yourself. You flashing guns in front of the camera. Like you literally got you if you and it would be so crazy, it's like these rappers be already having pending cases against them. They be having rap guns and stuff. All like your parole officer, DEA, FBI, police, they all just all right, February 17th, 3.45, he posting guns. Like, they already looking at you. So this is why I say, like, when y'all be posting guns, when y'all be trying to rap these lyrics, so awesome, you rape somebody and you murder somebody, you got bodies under your belt, you don't think they listening? You don't think they watching? You just giving them ammo to use against you. Come on, Thanks. man. And I think... A lot of people don't realize the job of a prosecutor, the job of, you know, attorney is to represent their client to the fullest extent and to make sure the other client does not win. But, you know, you want to have the defendant, you know, be in the best position. So, of course, you can say I sneezed on somebody for no reason. They will use it. It's anything any dirt, any information they can get on you, they're going to go ahead and use that. And that's the name of the game. Now, when when uh, rappers say, oh, 
uh, we don't want to use this in in the court of law. You got the Bobby Smarter situation. He literally had a game plan. He literally told what each member of oh, what is it, GS9, something like that, of what each group did, member did, and then went to jail. And then you got group members who are like, yo, man, uh, I took two people out of Miami and then I flew to the Dominican Republic. That's another body. And then Dominican Republic police says, hey, uh, he was in here around this time when he made this song. And now you got gun charges, murder charges, racketeering. You set yourself up. And I think that's the unfortunate part of hip hop. Hip hop has created a culture where it's cool to go to jail. It's cool to spend all these years away from your family and friends. It's cool to waste your life doing stuff that you want to regret later. It's not cool, it's dumb. Young people, especially the new generation, because like Ern said, Ern said it more articulated, more better than me. Like, Y'all follow these rappers nowadays who stay who in and out of jail, cases left and right, getting shot every other day. Y'all follow these rappers and y'all love these rappers. But not knowing in their songs, they snitching on themselves. That's the main point. So with Jay-Z, like I understand, Jay-Z, you went from you went from your situation in the beginning to being a billionaire. But it's like you should, oh, you of all people shouldn't be saying like it should not be a law. You should be teaching these young dudes, be like, hey, look, all that gun waving and stuff. Nah. Because even Jay Z in all Jay Z's music videos, Jay Z ain't never had a gun, never carried, never flashed a gun in any, in any music video he's done. Never, never flashed a gun. Him, Nas, Biggie, none of these people was carrying around a gun ready to shoot people. Maybe NWA, but that was their that was their MO, most dangerous group. So that was different for them. But Jay-Z of all people should be teaching them, like, instead of teaching, saying like you shouldn't use rap lyrics, you be like, hey, look, listen, man, I know you probably from the hood, you from the projects. I know it's hard, trust me. I grew up there too. But you getting money now, like all that gun stuff. That that, that that, yeah, yeah, like clean that up, cause I'm like yo, the feds watching, <laughs> they listening, the feds watching, they listening. You already be having y'all already be having bodies on you, murder murder on you, gun charges, and you still be making songs about guns. And then some of these rappers, before I kick the urn, they be so reckless, they be having a pending court date. And they'll still go shoot a music video. I'm like, this generation is just like, yo, like, not caring is cool. The recklessness is cool. This stuff is stupid as hell. You're moving stupid as hell. If you got a court date, if you got a court date pending, you shouldn't be making no kind of move. You should be silent. You should be off the grid. Somebody hits you up, hey, man, I can't even make that move, bro. You know, they watch it. But don't go put yourself in a music video, even if it ain't yours, you in the back holding a gun and stuff. They be like, hmm. So of course they're gonna use, 
They use your rap lyrics against you. They use your image against you. Like Aaron said, like the job of a prosecutor is to get you prosecuted by any means necessary, by any way they can. They're going to get you prosecuted. That means any little dirt, any little line, any little one liners can get you can get you wrapped up. And you said, in quote, I dropped it and they'll use that. They will fight that one line with you. That's the job of a prosecutor to prosecute. So the job, so to make their job harder, give them no ammunition, none at clean all. Clean your trail. I, that's why I got to say, you know, clean your trail. I, I say this, you know, a lot of people talk about how in the inner city, you got the school to prison pipeline and music is more along the lines of the pen to prison pipeline where you got all these young kids, you know, thinking this life is cool. You know, the FBI, you look at black people, the FBI, they love putting black people in prison. They love putting black people in prison. And anybody listening to this podcast knows exactly why. They love putting black people in prison because it destroys the black family. It's not just the black nuclear family. It's first, second, third cousin, twice removed, whoever attached to you. Destroy your friendships, destroy the family. It's to keep that cycle going. So our job is to kind of move away from that, being like, look, this lifestyle ain't it. And you're looking up, right? They look up to Al Capone and all these white Italian mafia bosses who are working with the police, working with the feds. But the difference is, you know, like Funkadelic Jones said, here's the difference. There's the difference. They can get away with it. You can't. You got to move smarter. And here's another thing, you know, just like my man said, once you get that money, once you get your life together, you move away from that life. Don't keep dipping your toe back in the in the pool and then end up slipping and drowning. The whole goal of living that life is to get away from that life, not to keep playing around. So, I mean, when you look at our culture, it's betrayed all the time. I mean, prime example, even though the show been on TV for years, you look at shows like The Wire. The Wire, they, they wire your stuff. They might be tapping your phone. So that's why they had to move the way they did, though. You know, so. Damn, I, I just had what I was about to say. But but no, nah, like shows like that, that's prime example. You got to move smarter. You got to understand this. When you black and you get money, they're going to know they want to know where it's coming from. When you start buying up real estate and property, they want to know where you're getting the money from to afford this. Because why? They don't want to see black people shine. They don't want to see black people get money. They don't want to see us have money. So when you start buying up things and you just be like, they like they automatically you automatically become a target automatically. Probably, I know everybody seen American Gangster with Denzel Washington. The moment my man put on the chinchilla, he became a target. Soon as he put on the chinchilla coat, he became a target. If he had just wore a regular suit, probably would have got away with it much longer. But as soon as he put on the chinchilla, that was it. Because they target, they were like, oh, black dude up front, or black dude in an expensive skybox, 
Like, he's not a celebrity. Nobody knows him. What does he do? That's why, they, like Aaron said, they love putting black people away. We the main one, because they'll be like, yo, what does he do? If you're not a rapper, you're not an actor, you're not some big-time musician or nothing, that you buying up cars and all that, they coming after you. They coming after you. That's why you see all these drugs, these big-time drug dealers, black drug dealers. They get caught up eventually because why? When you start buying up cars and stuff like that, that's the first thing they're going to be like, you got this nice house. You got about four cars in the driveway. What do you do? Because you ain't working a regular job. What do you do to get these things, to live this luxury? I bet you if I, I, bet you if I had a big house right now and cars in the front and I'm over doing a podcast, they're going to be like, nah, this podcast is too easy. What does he do? <laughs> I can tell what you what I do? do. I live ghetto wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. But what I'll basically say about this is, no, I don't agree with Jay-Z. I do agree that they need to use as much evidence as possible. Because if you out here not doing wrong, you ain't got nothing to worry about. You know, keep your lyrics clean. I ain't saying you got to be like Will Smith, but keep I your see. lyrics clean, you know. Right. I, I agree. I agree. You ain't got to be happy rap. <laughs> Smith, you know, but don't give them ammo. That's the main thing is you can still rap the same. You can still talk about coming up. You can still talking about like, yo, when I was coming up, I had to sell drugs to get by. You can tell that story. That's inspiration. Yeah. Now look at you and see if you still selling drugs, but if you're not, then don't worry about it. But don't give them ammo by in the song. I dropped three bodies Flew him out here. That was another one on his head. Like, when you start spitting them lyrics, they already got you. Don't give them no ammunition. They got you in 4K, man. And that's something you don't want to have. But you got anything you want to tell the people before you head up out of here? No, sir. Not at all. Hey, man. In the words of Funkadella Jones, we are out of here, but we are living ghetto wealthy. It's your boy, Eric Fondacetti. Oh, the delic, wealthy. <laughs> we are ah. out here. Peace. Peace. Get so wealthy. <laughs>